Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. We have, uh, at my office, we have an old boiler, right? It's an old boiler steam system. And the, the gentleman who comes to work on it is like an older guy. Like he's almost 80 and he still does work and he knows how to work on steam boilers, which is really rare. So he comes in and he's looking at it and he, he sees a wire and he goes and grabs it. It literally knocks him across the room and he falls down. Now this guy's like almost 80. Oh. And I'm like, oh, and he's out, like he's like out. And I'm like, oh my God, right? So all of a sudden he comes up and he's like, son of a <laughs> The previous guy, he's like, he wired it. Who wired this? He goes, those darn guys don't know what to do. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every week thanks for joining us today happy holidays everybody hello caroline hello everyone hello eric hi guys man we've got a fun episode today i'm looking forward to talking a little power today we've got the power ow ouch it's gonna be a shocking show (laughs) today i hear yes (laughs) i'm afraid of electric i never do electric I'm, i'm terrified of it i'm terrified of getting shocked so I wanted to give today our my my 10 electrical tips that are what I would call electrician approved that I've gotten from a few electricians over the years that are really important ones for us to consider while we're working around our house. Because so many people don't understand electricity. Some people think they do, but they don't. And I wanted to cover kind of my top 10, right? There you go. He's going to teach me today because today is electricity is not my thing. I don't know much about it. I just know it can shock the heck out of you. Yes, it can. And I've done it to myself before. (laughs) Not the first time I've been electroshocked by uh, like my own therapy while I'm doing something. I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have tried doing that hot. So I have to tell you a story really quick. Do it. Wait, I got to tell you the story. So we have uh, at my office, we have an old boiler, right? It's an old boiler steam system. And the the gentleman who comes to work on it is like an older guy. Like he's almost 80 and he still does work and he knows how to work on steam boilers, Mm -hmm. which is really rare. So he comes in and he's looking at it and he, he sees a wire and he goes and grabs it. It literally knocks him across the room and he falls down. Now this guy's like almost 80 and I'm like, Oh, and he's out. Like he's like out. And I'm like, Oh my God. Right. So all of a sudden he comes up and he's like, son of a (laughs) the previous guy. He's like, he wired it. Who wired this? He goes, those darn guys don't know what to do. The guy wired it backwards. I forget what it was. It was like the motor or something. And he reversed the switches and it, and he goes, they always do this. Damn it. And he just came out of it. Like it was nothing and nothing happened. And I'm like, Holy hell. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? He's like, I'm totally fine. He goes, this happens all the time. <laughs> I'm like, holy. So we're going to pop ahead here to number six, <laughs> number six on the oh. list. 
which is a great story for this one. We're going to start out with number six first on my list. Don't be fooled. Black isn't always live and white isn't always neutral. Here's the thing. And this is the perfect story for this one. Somebody could have been in there that had no idea in what they're doing that worked on this project before you. So Mm -hmm. even though that you understand electrical code, how things are wired, if you haven't worked on this before, never assume the stuff you think is obvious. That guy assumed that things were wired correctly. Doesn't mean they are. I've seen people get in there and wire up a new circuit and they wire everything backwards. I've been burned by that before where I grab the wire. I'm like, oh, that's a neutral. I'm like, oh, (laughs) same kind of thing. They've wired it backwards. Now that was, and that was what coming in there that it was so powerful. That wasn't a 110. Was that? Yeah, that was probably 110. I don't know. It knocked them out. Probably for a boiler, that's 110 because that's on that circuit. Oh, my God. Isn't that insane? You think about it, you got the 110 there, and really all a 220 circuit is is two of those. So you get twice the power coming in that way. And so that's the... It knocked him out. Oh, yeah. Like unconscious out. (laughs) I saw one happen really badly. I was working at a at a cabinet company in Seattle and we had some big equipment. And so it was big three phase wires in there. And the guy was working on the panel and he spontaneously combusted the electrician did. And they had to roll him around and put him out. So I didn't see it happen. I was around (gasps) the corner of it. And my job was to go out there and clear the parking lot so they could get the life flight in for him. But yeah, that didn't go well. He survived, but he spent a few months in the burn unit. So you have to treat this stuff with the utmost respect. Yeah. And I'm laughing about it because I can laugh at the time. But during the moment, I was terrified. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you don't know what to do because you're just like, do I call 911? What's the situation? How bad is it? Yeah, we had we were in the shop and I heard this boom. Part of the lights and power kicked off. And three guys yell fire. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, oh so the time we get over there, they were, you know, their jackets and shirts were off. They were trying to put the guy out. And then they ended up uh, so, calling 911. And when the fire department showed up, they're like, we're going to life flight the guy. So they life flighted him. So. So normally I think of the only thing I've ever seen with electrical is that it you know, that you get that shock. So how did he catch fire? How did that happen? High power. This was not stuff that you see. This was a commercial application. So this was Um, basically voltage like it's coming off the, like it's coming the wire off the building, you know, off the pole to the building. So he was dealing with big, big commercial stuff, which is a whole different grade than even what your house. But that's the difference. When you look at the, you know, your outlet, that will definitely push you away. The problem is, is when you get into the higher voltage, like 220 on up, it sucks you in. So you'll grab that wire and it'll tense your muscles up and you'll grab a hold of it and get a death grip on it. I've had to tackle people running tackle 
that had that on the power because they couldn't let go. And they would sit there mm. and just like the electric chair, they're going to kill themselves. So I, I've had to come up and hit somebody really hard to knock them away in a commercial application because oh I had God. to hit them hard enough that I didn't get sucked in, but it would knock them away from mm. that wire. Wow. So hence yeah. why I don't do electrical stuff. So yeah. how do you protect yourself if, if something is potentially wired backwards and you don't know, especially if you bought a new house and you don't know who did the electrical prior to you, what do you do? First off, I go on with an electrical tester and test to find out where the hot wire is. There are those pencil style um, testers where you can see where the hot wire is. You put it up and you just touch the outside of the wire. You don't have to get into the metal at all. And you'll, it'll go beep, you know, it'll, it'll tell you what wire is hot. So you can verify that before you even turn the power off. And then second, always turn the power off to the circuit that you're working on and test it to make sure it's off before you do it. That's the safe way of doing it. Now, for these electricians that I was talking about, he was working on a panel, so it was hot. He would have had to call the, the power supply and turn the power off to the building because he was dealing with line voltage, so it was a different story. So those mm -hmm. electricians are trained to work on those things hot and they have special gear and things like that to work on, but bad things happen. And that's unfortunate. Mm. But uh, always be careful, turn the power off first. That's the, that's the big one, man. There are so <laughs> many on this list that are good, but uh, your story kind of inspired me to go to number six already. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's a big one. That's Coming kind of your here, first, I mean, kind of your first go-to. Yeah, yeah. Just right? never, I mean, never assume with those kind of things. Now, when we come back here, I want to talk about some of these other ones on here because we've got some good ones. And the biggest one is going to be probably the most obvious, but the one that we always go, oh, yeah, we should have probably taken care of that one. I've known about <laughs> it for a few weeks. That's or or even my favorite one. Oh, that's what that was when that happened. We'll talk about that just as soon as Around the House returns. Should I be allowed to be so hot? So many people with Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every week. Thanks for joining us again. So Caroline and I have been talking electrical stories because something that you're kind of scared about, right? Electrical is not your, not your bag, baby. No, I'm scared. Too many, too many instances of shocks. This is the shocking episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, like one time I, you know, I, I got in a hurry, was fixing an outlet that had a loose connection and again, this was one of those stories where I got in a hurry and I should have went and turned the breaker off. And was it was at uh, not even my house. It was at a buddy's house. And uh -oh. I'm sitting there. And I got the screwdriver in my hand. And of course, the, the wire comes loose and lands right on my hand. Shocks me. But the problem was I was holding because I was using my hands to fix the little screw on it. I was holding my screwdriver backwards and I jammed the screwdriver into my thigh. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Threw my jeans into my thigh and stabbed myself. Oh, my I was like, God. God. Dang it. That's why I don't work on any electrical devices. Yeah, that was that was 100% my fault. 100% my fault, you know. 
Well, here's number one on the list. We're going to work all the way to number 10, even though we just did number six, six in the previous episode because it fit <laughs> your story so well. Don't ignore the warning signs. And those warning signs can be many things. It can be an outlet breaker that's always checking off. Oh, yeah, I go turn that. I have to reset that thing every few weeks. Mm. That's a warning sign. Oh, when I plug that lamp in, it's always flickering. Mm, I got that. That's a warning sign. I have a whole... Listen, I have a whole zone of my house that flickers. And I have had every electrician, I probably had 10 people come out and no one can figure out why it's flickering. And they're thinking it's coming from the main line, but I don't believe it. No, no. Mm -mm. If you have one zone flickering, now Mm -hmm. keep in mind, is it just the lights that flicker or is it everything? I don't know because it's hard to tell. I notice it on the lights. You know, it just constantly, it fades out and fades in, fades out and fades in, like constantly. Yeah, seems like, sounds like a loose connection where somebody just needs to go through and check every single connection. It's I, I've had them out there, and they just nobody can figure it out. It's like the mystery that keeps on it going. It is, but that's that's one of the warning signs, you know. I mean, it's <laughs> it uh, it's crazy, you know. Those are those things that when you look at warning signs, you go, "Huh, all right, that's going to be a problem." You know, I've we've all had those warning signs. Maybe it's the um, maybe. And sometimes they're not warning signs. Maybe you're plugging the vacuum cleaner on and somebody plugs it in and they turn it on and you watch all the lights in the house go. <laughs> that could be its warning sign, but it could just be that you've got a, a very high amp vacuum cleaner in a 15 amp circuit and it's pulling most of them away. And when you have LED lights, they're more sensitive to power. Mm. That's one thing you got to think about is that little flickers when those, when you had a, a, a light bulb that used 75 watts. That's a big, that's a big draw of electricity. So out of that 75 watt light bulb, if you lost a little line voltage in that, it wasn't that big a deal, but an led where it's using a handful, Hmm. you know, like three, four, five, when that changes by a few, you've now cut that down by half. So it's, you can get a lot more amplified, problems through your led lights so it's something to think about Hmm. interesting something to think about so that's that's number one on the list number two is probably the one this time of year that is my most popular question that we've ever had on around the house and it's understanding the gfci outlets or even breakers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the ground fault circuit interrupter Nice. So, so many people are going, what is a GFCI? If you walk into your bathroom or kitchen or garage, that's the little outlet that's square that has the test and reset test button. button. Yep. Now, first off, those are a wearing part that usually typically last around 10 years. They do wear out and it's something to consider. But here's what happens. I can't tell you over the years when we were doing live radio, how many calls I would get. The week or two before Christmas. <laughs> My Christmas lights won't come on. Uh, help me save Christmas. <laughs> and I was always like, oh, okay, reset your GFCIs in your bathroom. Oh, that's in the bathroom. It's not in the garage. Go reset those. For instance, really? at my house, my front powder room mm-hmm. also runs the lights that are on the back of my house, on the complete other side of the house. What? When they built my house in 1977, the back exterior lights mm-hmm. are completely run by the front bathroom outlet. Really? Fascinating. And they built the house that way. So 
when those back lights don't work, maybe they got water in them or something like that or something shorted out, it sets off that outlet. So far away, it'll set off that breaker, that um, the GF, yep, that GFCI. GFCI it's all part of that same circuit. Holy, that's... Because amazing. typically your bathroom, oh. anywhere you have water and power, so bathrooms, kitchen, kitchens, exterior, yep. garage. People go, I have an outlet in the garage. My outlet in the garage isn't working. I, do you have a GFCI out there? No, 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 you don't. Pull out your freezer or your refrigerator. Is it back there? Oh, that's where it is. Well, <laughs> refrigerators and freezers really aren't meant to run on those. So they're hard on those outlets because of the way the motor pulls on them. There's so much draw going through those and the way the motor starts. So they tend to wear those outlets out faster and it's a little harder on the refrigerator. So I like to have dedicated circuits for those, for that appliance out there. Amazing. But that's another one of those that you've got to be careful with. So the understanding that GFCI, yeah, or even more, the new ones are the arc fault. And that's a breaker that is very sensitive in your new house. So many areas across the country, there are arc fault breakers, and that's where you have to go out and reset that. But a hairdryer can set those off really quickly. Um, power tools can set that off pretty quickly. Um, they, There's a lot of homeowners that absolutely hate those arc faults because you reset them a lot, but they, they're looking for an active short, and so they're even better technically than a GFCI the way they work. And I'm not going to get into the boring radio of explaining all the the technical science the of technical. it, but you know, that's, that, that, that makes for boring radio. We'll leave that to other people, but <laughs> that's what you got to be careful with. <laughs> um, I was sitting. So in my basement, we have uh, the breaker boxes in the, is in the lower level in the basement. And I was sitting there yep. with the TV on one night watching, I don't know who knows what, right. In the dark, watching a movie. And horror, I see horror this movie, something, and I see this blue arc, go across the basement wall. And I go, what was that? And I'm thinking, did I, I mean, did I see a ghost? What is this? And it goes as fast as it came. summoning demons or what were you doing down there? Oh my God. So I see this blue arc go across and it goes away. So then I'm thinking, did I I drink too much? Did I see something? Like I thought I was seeing like, like some kind of, who knows? Those were the wrong mushrooms on the pizza. Holy heck. So I'm waiting, you know, nothing happens. So about, I don't know, an hour later, somebody flushes the toilet upstairs. I see it. And then all of a sudden, blue arc again across the basement. Whoa. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, all right, something's going on. I'm like, what's happening? And you know what it was? It was a short in the box. And so when the well pump Uh was kicking on, it was pulling that electric, that blue electric. Now, I don't know much about electric, so I don't claim to. But that was was potentially. Is that what it was? It was grounding out? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Let's do that. Let's explain that a little bit more. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Farewell Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. 
your stop for home improvement answers every single week. We've been talking electrical, right, Caroline? Very electrical. And uh, you were telling a story here before we went out to break. I was in my basement, <laughs> minding my own business, watching TV, and I see this blue arc go across the basement. And it happened once, and then I couldn't figure out for the life of me where I had never seen anything like it. Like, almost like a rainbow, but just blue. Disappeared and then reappeared. So what that is, is that is that is electricity looking for a ground. You know, you think about it when you're in a car and it gets hit with lightning. lightning. You don't usually get hurt inside the car because the electricity is looking for the shortest place to ground. And so usually what happens is it goes, it hits the car, goes around the car, goes through the tires into the ground. And people go, oh, there's rubber on there. Well, there's a lot of power. It will find its way to ground. That is the easiest path. It is going around you to do that. So you can see arcs go across things pretty easily because that power is looking for ground. It's so strong. Like you don't even think. So it's probably going through the pipes, right? I don't know. Yeah. It went through the yeah. room. I guess it came out of the electrical box. Is that right? And then it shot through the room trying to ground somewhere. Could have been. That's, that is the road to the fire if you were seeing a blue oh arc God. down there. And the amazing thing is when you... Either that or you were summoning some Clyde Lewis <laughs> wormhole into the and when you you see the this, underworld. But that's a whole other episode and a whole other story. You see this power. And I mean, it's it's like this electric blue color. You know, it's nothing you would associate, right? You'd think fire, a red or something like that. And it wasn't. It was just this bright, like almost mm -hmm. bluish, this bright blue color. So incredible. But it was the well pump. Exactly. And I, and I, unfortunately, I wish I could tell you guys, I forget what the issue was, but the well pump was somehow... Um, when it was kicking on, it was like burning out or something and drawing too much energy. And somehow it created this arc, but it had to do with the well pump wasn't firing. Right. Well, if it was shorting out, it could have been electrifying the water inside the house. And then that was looking for ground. And that could have been that that pipe, if it was a metal pipe, it could be looking. For I don't ground. know, but it wasn't near the well pump. So, so it was, it was near the, it came out of the electric box that I know for sure. Oof. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's crazy. Crazy. All right, next one on our list, number three. Overhead power lines should be assumed that they're always hot. Mm. So those are powered unless you know otherwise. If you're walking after a storm and you see them laying on the ground, assume those are powered mm -hmm. and assume that you're going to get shocked. Yes. So stay clear away from those. Uh, if you're outside working on your house, putting up the Christmas lights and you got the, the ladder out, don't go leaning those up against those no. lines. Keep them away, you know? I mean, great example. Great example with this. Um, quick story with this. I was completely shocked when I had to change the meter on my house. I changed the meter. We put a new mm -hmm. panel in, and I hired somebody to do it because I was just, I just didn't have the time to tackle that project, and I just wanted to make sure mm -hmm. that it was right. So I had them do it. Because I had this old split main panel that was recalled and sure enough i was weeks away from a fire because there was already the box had already overheated so that's the whole bat why they were bad and mine was going to do that it was on the road to that well the power company comes out to cut the wires because we had to move the meter to the other side of the house to meet current code dude gets up in his bucket truck gets out his loppers and goes chunk 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 grabs the wire throws it on the ground it's powered up they didn't turn the power Heck. off 
And I'm sitting there watching going, huh? "Huh? (laughs) Okay. And he looks at the end of one of the wires and he goes, oh, wow. See, he cuts off a section, hands, throws it down to me and goes, see where the neutral was uh, rubbed through. It was starting to ground out. And he goes, you were about ready to have a fire on the wire because the wire was touching and rubbing in that spot. And it was, it had worn through on it. And we were going to have a, a a short on the line going to my house. And that's something you never check. So they cut it short because we had to, it was actually a shorter line. Yeah. And that's something it's on the meter side. So it's a hundred percent their responsibility in my area because it's beyond the meter. So you're responsible from the meter into your house. Mm-hmm. The meter out is kind of their deal in most cases. But long story short with this, we're sitting there and I'm watching this going, man, these guys are dealing with this. Now they have the proper tools. You don't have the proper tools at home. They're dealing with this and uh, they they hotwire and hook this whole thing up live. And that's what they do. But they've got the right tools, the right insulated stuff. You know, they're in a safe space. It's not something for the homeowner to do. But it was one of those things that shockingly I was like, Man, these guys do this all day long. Wait, you bring up a good point. So just hold on that thought for a minute. A lot of the times where the electric connects into the house. So I had an issue with this where it was sort of frayed, you know, so where it was connecting on before it came down to the box, it had like a weak connection, sort of like yours, where it could have caused a fire and no one ever checks it. And the only reason I had even acknowledged it was because we had had really bad storms and it sort of was looking weird to me. And I called the electric company to come out and kind of survey it. Right. But like I tell my clients, you should always check your natural gas. I recommend calling the natural gas company. It's totally free to have them come out and do a natural gas evaluation. Make sure you don't have carbon monoxide. Make sure you don't have any gas leaks. And they can check you, you know, even if you do it every once every two years, just to make sure you're, you know, safety. It's the same with electrical. When you say, I mean, you don't know if that's connected to the house properly. Like, isn't it something as general maintenance we should be calling them to kind of? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. You can definitely have. Yeah, you can definitely have that happen. My gas company comes out and checks the meter for leaks every couple of years. Naturally, they just do that. They send guys around to do that. But you're right. On the electrical side of things, you know, it's good to have an electrical checkup. Have them go around and check stuff out. If you're not comfortable with it, you know, the other thing is you can do is you can buy what I have at my house, which is that Ting Labs. You plug that in the wall. It tells you if you have low voltage. It tells you if you've got a short someplace that will actually tell you if you have an electrical issue inside your house. Uh, you know, it won't prevent you doing something stupid like drilling a hole through through a wire, but it will sit there. Monitor. And uh, tell you if you've got loose connections or a problem going up to the pole. It will sense that and send you a warning, and mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Very cool. That was on our list. You now, know. number four is a good one here mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah. Number four, know your DIY limits. This is like <laughs> you. You know your DIY limits. Sorry, I right, Carolyn? <laughs> well, with electrical, you're like, oh, not touching that. Not touching mm-hmm. it all, right? No, definitely. So you know your limits. You know that what you're comfortable doing, you'll go change a light bulb, but you're not going to, you might change yeah, the I'll fixture, change sw- but you're not going to go I, change I out do. outlets, I right? do change outlets. So I'm not that inept, but I mean, I've got to be really careful because they can be wired backwards and there can be all kinds of issues. So the power's always off, but I do. I do do outlets and um, switches and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they get tough. Once you get into a three-way, sometimes people struggle there oh. where you got that extra red wire. The ones that I always have to think, yep, 
end of the hall and then you have one at the other side and then there's a dimmer on there. Oh, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> That'll take me all day. See, that's where you're done. See, that's your limit. I get to my limit is when there's three switches, what they call a four-way switch. That's when I have to sit there and really think through it to make sure I got it right. And that's where it has a four-way switch. So you have three switches. Maybe you've got three entrances into a room and you have one light. And so you've got three switches controlling it. That's where it starts to get technical. You know, I wanted to say something. So EMF sensitivities and EMF, um, you know, I guess what I call electrical garbage is a really big issue now. And a lot of this happens because you don't have your house wired properly. So if you have some loose connection, you can actually get these EMF fields. Like, so behind your head where you sleep, or you can get them, you know, if you're sitting in a kitchen, Mm -hmm. you can actually get them where they cross and they create electrical fields if two things aren't wired properly in the home. And I don't know much about it. I have an EMF specialist who I send out to houses when I have a lot of people who are chronically sick and we don't know why. So like sleeping up against a a um a bo- electrical box right in the back of your head can do this so it's interesting there is a lot of health concern yep. now we're much more conscious about how things get wired and how it affects your health so you know doing this thing right is not just about safety but it is about your health and making sure everything's okay no question no question well, let's get back to the list when we come back we'll do that just as soon as around the house returns Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single week. Thanks for joining us. Well, we are going to have to go lightning round Caroline to get through these (laughs) because we've been telling so many stories and giving out so much great information out there. We got a lot more on our top 10 to knock out. Sound good? <laughs> good. Let's go. Where are we at? So, number seven? Number five, actually. And we've already done number six, oh. which is good. So number <laughs> yeah, five is how to fix that dead outlet. You know, you got that outlet. You're like, hey, why isn't it working? We talked a little bit about that. Make sure that you check that GFCI outlet. That's many times mm-hmm. what that issue is. That's one of the most common ones. Then, of course, you can go out and check for that tripped breaker. But then if that doesn't work and you've turned the breaker off, turned it back on, kind of cycle it through and you make sure that it, that it clicks. Now you need to start checking around with your connections. So you go around and see what you can figure out what's on that circuit and make sure that all the screws are tight. You don't have a broken wire. Mm -hmm. Many of those things can happen or you've got just a worn out outlet. You know, that happens. Outlets in the wall will wear out and they'll break. You know, that does happen. If you can't figure it out by testing, this is the time that you call the electrician in and have them check it out. But that's the best way to to track down that dead outlet. And mice can eat your wires too. They can go get in there. If you have a mouse issue, they love to nest in there and eat the wire. Absolutely. Absolutely. So number seven, here's a big one. People have, you know, when you get into an older house, like 1940s, and they've got the two-prong outlet, but no ground. Mm-hmm. It's just the two-prong outlet. You cannot go around and swap out and put in three-prong outlets on that and just do that. No. Unless you have that no, ground no, wire. No, no. Because 
that's illegal, guys. You can't do that. That violates electrical code. And it's dangerous because you're assuming that it's grounded. So there are ways to go through, and it gets expensive, to put GFCI outlets on every one of those. That's one way you can do it to make those safe so you have that. Otherwise, you got to run a ground wire to all those outlets, and that can be a big job. Mm -hmm. At that point, maybe it's just time for a rewire and to redo that house. That's a good one. Yeah, redo electric is important in old houses. You got to do it. You need an upgrade. It is. And now this one, number eight, is fairly obvious, but I want to talk about this for a minute. Never tape down or force a breaker open so it's on. Hmm. Hey, this breaker Seems like keeps common sense, off. But- yeah, it- <laughs> I've seen it before where people have, like, <laughs> taped them, they've zip-tied them, they've done things to put them together, and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Yeah, never do that. I've seen people have the the little round fuses and they'll put a coin in there and screw them back in so there's the fuse is like non-existent. It's like, guys, breakers do wear out. If they're clicking early, the first thing I do is I change the breaker out and put a new one in to make sure it's not worn out. It's pretty easy to do. If you're not comfortable, bring that electrician in. But that breaker, you can just have a break, especially if you've got a a circuit that has a refrigerator or a hydro appliance, those things after a while do wear out and that can be a problem. Hmm. You ever had that happen where they do that, where they, it's just like, click. You're like, what was that? Click. No, I've had that happen in bathrooms I, I know, a lot with GFCIs. I've had to upgrade the breaker. Is that right? Like had to go to a, lar- a larger size breaker. Because you can't do that unless you know the, the wire but- size. So if you've got a breaker, let's say you've got a 15-amp breaker in there for a circuit. Mm-hmm. If you put a 20-amp in there, you have to have the right wire size. 90% of the time, that wire that you have is rated for that breaker. So if you take mm-hmm. it and put a bigger breaker on that, you could easily cause a fire in the wall someplace. Because now you've put, that breaker is designed to not overload that wire. If you swap out and put a bigger breaker in there, now you're overloading that wire for what it's rated for. Yeah, I didn't do it. The electrician did it. So I'm assuming, we're assuming he did it correctly. I mean, I've had it before at my house. I've had it where, um, great example, and I think this is a good one. I had a range wire that I'm like, oh man, I need 10 more amps out of this range. I need to go 40 to 50. Well, I looked at the wire, like, nice. They ran the wire for the range all the way to 50 amps. So all I had to do was do a breaker swap. I didn't have to rewire that whole outlet because wire's expensive. How do you even know? Does it say on there? Does it say on the wire? Like, how do you know if the wire's allocated for that? It'll say the gauge on it. And so then you can go on a chart Mm -hmm. and say, okay, Now, there's a couple things you got to be careful with, and I'm not an electrician. I'm going to start with this right now. So these are just tips. But it's not only the gauge of the wire. You can look at something and say, okay, this I need to use a a 10-2 wire on this. And that 10 gauge is the wire size. But you also have to keep in mind how long the run is. Because if you've got a large ranch house where you're going to the other side of the house, you might have Mm. to be long enough that you need to have a larger wire size to get the power all the way out there. 
because mm-hmm. there is some resistance to that. It's like contractors. You'll see them grab a um, an extension cord, and you'll see the contractor extension cords are big, thick ones, right? That's the mm-hmm. big, heavy-duty ones. That's because if they take a little light-duty extension cord and hook their table saw it on your back deck, and the power is coming from it. the front of the house, they'll probably burn up the motor and the table saw because it's not getting enough electricity. So that's why you always mm-hmm. want to have those big, thick extension cords if you're using power tools because you'll burn stuff up. Nice. That's why you can't put window air conditioners on extension cords. That way you, that's why you can't put refrigerators and freezers on extension cords for that very reason. Or dehumidifiers. No, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right, we got a couple minutes to do our last two. All the brand new outlets that you go to the store right now and buy. So if you're swapping out an outlet, new electrical code says that they have to be these new tamper-proof outlets. I don't know if you've seen those, Caroline. They have a, when you go to put the plug mm-hmm. in, you kind of have to jiggle it to push the plug in because they've got a blocker that's like a childproof outlet. What? I don't think I've replaced I Maybe I do have one. And I don't even know it. Now, last, oh you'll God. know it because when you go to plug something in, you go, oh. So all the what? new outlets that you see out there that they're selling to meet code are these tamper-proof outlets. And so that's what new building code is. So the is. kids can't put their fingers directly in the outlet? Yeah, is that the whole it, concept? Exactly. It's harder to put mm. that screwdriver in there, that little toy. It's harder to do that. So it's a lot harder to plug something in, which for people that are um, have mixed abilities or elderly, it's a lot harder for them mm. to use those outlets. So that's another oh one we got to be careful with out there. But that's what new code is when you build a new house. If you are changing stuff out and you go to the home improvement sh- store, that's what you're going to see on the shelf are those tamper-proof outlets because that's what new building code is across the United States. So don't just think that you had too much whiskey and you can't get your blow dryer plugged in. It's actually yep, the plug. They're all tamper-proof. <laughs> you got it. I can now, really here's the last one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just – it's. <laughs> you're going to fight it. You know, here's the worst part. And, and I'll say this before we go to the last one. It's always hard reaching behind like the dresser or the entertainment center. You're trying to plug oh the plug god. in. Oh my god, I know. Oh my god. Right? We've all done this. You got your Can hand you back there. You're like, now? Uh, uh, oh uh, stabbing into the wall. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, come on. I can't get this. Now it's even harder. Oh my god. <laughs> There is nothing more debilitating to your ego than reaching around the entertainment center and trying to plug something in with your, your wrist is like all bent over and you've got your hand on there and you're like, "Uh, uh, uh," just like stab, 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 stab. Nope. You twist a little bit, stab, stab, moving up and down. You can't get it. Now you're never going to get it. Now you're moving furniture. You're done. (laughs) You're done. Stick a fork in it. You're done. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Last one on our list, outdoor receptacle covers. That outdoor outlet, Mm. make sure that they are weatherproofed. Make sure you've got a good cover on it because you've got to keep water out of that. So if it is in a damp location. You have mold in your wall. Mold will come in your wall. Water will seep into your outlet, which will penetrate your interior wall, and you will notice staining and most likely a mold problem. So make sure it is designated for an exterior situation. And you could cause a fire out there with corrosion and stuff on that outlet Mm -hmm. as well. So you've got electrical issues. You've got mold issues. Oh, 
Oh, All right, no. everybody. Have a great rest of the week. That sound means we're out of time. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Come on. Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.